Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Trial Time with Dean Watling. And it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. The team's on fire at the moment. They're getting plenty of winners at First Light Racing. Dean Watling, hello to you. Good morning, gang, Trial time, looking forward to it. It's, um, it's a different type of trial time these days because we're in the middle part of the spring carnival, but I guess we've got a couple of horses that might be getting set for maybe the latter part of the carnival, definitely maybe in towards a... The Perth Carnival, with nominations announced there yesterday, we've also got Hong Kong. So um, there's still plenty to dissect, mate, from the trial report. Um, and the two-year-olds are starting to get interesting now because before you know it, it'll be Magic Millions time. But we'll start off with a Kemla Grange trial, heat four back on the October 13. Brock Ryan does a good job with his young horses and he's produced one here. Yeah, he is. He's riding a lot down the moment uh, down there at Camilla Gray. Yep. Ross McConville is the trainer. Yep. Run with Tide, interesting horse. I, I do like this setup. Three-year-old gelding. He's running some uh, good horses, uh, good races, sorry, back uh, in his first preparation. Probably not quite up to that level, that Metro grade, but um, he's still a maiden and he can still knock off a really nice provincial um, and country grade maiden. His recent trial was sharp, loomed up to the leader under double wraps with Brock Ryan in the saddle and his stride, everything about the trial was beautiful. So I think he's in for a nice preparation and just love that profile. Probably not up to that Metro grade, Gareth, but can drop back to that provincial grade and knock off a maiden this time in. My fault. I thought it was Blake Ryan, the trainer, but it's Brock Ryan, the jockey and Ross McConville there. So sorry about that, Ross. Show no fear. This is for the prize camp and Alicia Collett took the ride in heat number five at Kemlet Grange. What'd you think of this uh, and obviously you like the trial there or show no fear. Yeah, interesting. Not sort of your typical um, trial horse that you do, Black Book. A five-year-old unraced gelding, and this was his first ever official trial. So he's had no official trials. He's a five-year-old. So obviously he's had issues, but they've kept him in training. So he would have uh, had to have shown something back at home. But he looked impressive. He bounced to the front throughout, showed good gate speed. The, the time overall was solid and he kicked away in the straight under the riding, like you mentioned, of Alicia Collard. So look for her to stick on race day. Not sure if they'll go straight to the races off that. Obviously, it's his first official trial. So look for another trial now. But even though he's a five-year-old gelding, he doesn't know his age and he doesn't know the age of the other horses. So he's one we can definitely put into the black okay. book. Show no fear. All right, then. So show no fear, a horse that we need to keep a, a close eye on there at the trials, um, uh, from the trials. And then... The Galloper that you found at Rose Hill Heat 8, uh, one for the Ryan and Alexio camp. Just easy. Yeah, the next three we're going to mention, they all actually come out of the same Heat, heat okay. 8 there um, at Rose Hill. So I might just run through them all, Gareth. Just easy is the first one. Had a little bit of residual fitness in this trial, so you've got to take that into account. I only had 12 weeks off from the last preparation. So just factor that in, but it was a sit and sprint set up at the trial. They went really slow early and zoomed home, which probably suited this three-year-old filly, but just loved her action. I love the way she come through these trials. She savaged the line well. She's had that added um, experience at the races, last preparation, which can often help horses lead into their second prep. Uh, look for her to tackle an easier Try uh, easier race this time in. She did contest a couple of solid enough uh, hit outs last time in. So just easy was the first one. Hidden Mogul was an interesting one. Hidden she was. Unraced three-year-old filly. She sort of tracked up really nicely. Typical Annabelle Nation wasn't there to do too much. But when the sprint went on, she wanted to go with them. Um, just as she was sort of about to let down the last 100 metres, she uh, ran into the backside of a couple of other horses and pulled up. So 
think there's a little bit more to give under the hood and hidden mogul for the Annabelle Nation. Okay. Um, stable looks to have nice ability. But out of the three, the last one, Miss Emma is the one I really want to note. Sneaky pick of the trials back towards the inside last, um, trucking along on the bridle um, before slicing through the field impressively late. She looks to have matured well. She's another one who comes out of some strong enough races back in her first preparation. Um, and she can no doubt knock off an easier maiden this time. I mean, it's probably a, a good time of year if you're a three-year-old to knock off a midweek maiden. You can find a couple of easy ones or out in the provincials this time of year, Gareth. So just easy, hidden mogul and Miss Emma all come through the same heat and we've got to um, blackbook all of them. All right then, so that's an important heat, which was heat eight there at Rose Hill back on October 13. And Team Hawks, you found one there that we've seen before and it's shoe high. We sack Lloyd at board and was in heat five at Rose Hill there back on October 13. Yeah, she's obviously had a couple of issues show high. She's got a, a lovely uh, record. She's only had the seven starts, but she's had a couple of win, cups, a couple of placings, um, but she's had a good time off. So obviously she might have had a, a little setback there, but I love the recent trials. She went back to last, which isn't a normal pattern. She can show good tactical speed and settle up. Uh, on top of the speed, but in this recent trial, she sat back last, um, sort of cuddled up, and then Zach Lloyd pushed the button. She sliced her way through with a, a lovely turn of speed to savage the line. So she's come back in the outstanding order. I love her profile. I love the setup. She can knock off some nice benchmark 70 races this time in. Um, do they go to another trial? I'm not sure. The stable's sort of been giving them these 900-meter hitouts and then straight to the races. So I'd suggest they do similar with show high here, Gareth. Yeah, and... The Team Hawks, they're starting to get a really good team together at the moment. Airman was impressive the other day there in the Sydney Stakes. So it's a horse. Hey, Wayne, Wayne, guess what? He just walked. Can you, um, we just got Dean Watling on. He hasn't bagged you today, which is good. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he just exposed one of your horses from the trials, Shoe High. Yes, good morning. Yes. yes. Are, you, are you happy with Shoe High? Yeah, she's a lovely filly. She, uh, she trialed quite good, actually. She, um, She's promised the world, hasn't quite delivered it yet, but bigger, better, stronger this time around. And it's uh, it's certainly going to be her time to shine in the next uh, next couple of months. She's a ratings horse, so yep. that's why we didn't worry about the spring carnival with her, but uh, she might uh, be in the early part of the autumn, I'm thinking. Okay, so when do we get to back her then? When does she trial? Does well, she go out for a break and then come back for the autumn? No, I'm not sure whether we're going to run her, we're going to give her another trial or whether yep. we're going to run her, but... When we do, she's going to go the races and she's going to be pretty hard to beat. She's only got one chink and the chink is that she gets she can get back a bit. Mm -hmm. But quite often she's got back because of the bad barriers. Yeah, and that's a key. Barriers force your hand in a way when it comes to the speed map. I don't know how many times I've said it, but you've got to stop backing horses that ba that, that have double-figure barriers and you will improve your punting no end. Why don't you go forward sometimes when you get a wide gate? Take the punt. Well, that's true. But, I mean, you look at Airman on Saturday I and mean, Hugh Bowman couldn't get in. Back in, he, he was three wide face in the breeze and he should have won. Back in the olden days, Hugh Bowman would have shaved them. He would have got in. Whereas now what happens is the stewards gives you yeah. uh, a week or two suspension. So it's gone very trots-like. Other than the home corner, you do what you want on the home corner without decking them. But that's that's how it is, unfortunately. Mm. So I say if you draw double-figure barriers and worst, I tell, you, I tell you what you've got to be careful of, though. When you're running at Fleming up the straight, you see I've drawn 17. You go, no! Yeah. Then you realise it's up the straight. You're yeah. allowed to draw wide. You are allowed to draw wide up yes. the straight at Flemington. And that's the best <laughs> That's the best draw to have at Flemington most times Without out wide. doubt. I would much rather draw out wide. But stick to single-figure barriers and you will win more chances, more times than what you you will get beat. I'm declaring one of yours today. Who? Galano. Um, Pesto. 
No. Vegeta Sand? Correct. Vegeta Sand? Yep. Okay. Cool. This what is do not you think? What do I think? I think he's going to run well. I think he uh, his win the other day at Sandown was uh, very, very good. He was only five lengths off, and by the time he straightened up and got to the outside and was last, but... If he can, if he can return with that performance, we had the choice of running him in the seventy-eight rated race, but carrying the top weight, we thought we'd put him in with a lightweight of fifty-four in the uh, in the better race, the Coonji. We've got a bad gate, however. What do we do? He then? has, yeah. Well, he's probably going to have to go back and do the same same racing pattern as he had the other day. But he's trained on really well. Very, very happy with him, and no complaints. John McNeil rides hard rock, um, hard hard track for him as well. I think we'll see him. I think he's a dry track horse. Yeah, he is. He is. But one one day, one day there at Mooney Valley, he was a heavy eight, and he uh, ran fourth. He probably should have won. Mm. But I think he's definitely better on top of the ground, sir. We had the greatest voice in racing join us this morning, Mike Maroney. He's got that import against you, Gregor Limo, that's second up in this country. You would have um, been annoying, Mike. He's um, a nice horse. He certainly yeah. is. But it's it's his chance to uh, to step up the plate. But quite honest, they're never easy those European horses. Yeah. Let alone if you get a horse from another stable that comes across to you. You're feeling your way with them. It's it's really not easy to do. So when you get a Kiramara and a Sir Dragon, a good on them because mm. that's bloody hard to do. And the Coonji, all right. So yes. if you win, you get into a Caulfield Cup, but only if you're nominated. You haven't nominated for the Caulfield no, Cup. No, no, no. We're not a, we're not a Caulfield Cup sort of uh, sort of horse. So what's the what's the point when you have a look at this? What's the point of having automatic selection in the Coonji? No one goes there these days, really. Well, to be fair, that if the, if that was the case, the Coonji should have been run last Saturday. I mean, it's, it, it would. If Mike's horse won today, to back up and run Sad Day, it's a bit like running on Derby Day and backing up Melbourne Cup Day. Yeah. It takes a special, special horse to be able to do that. I don't think he will back up if he wins today. Listening to Mike this morning, he has to see a few things, but I don't think he will. Yeah, but you know what? Can it run two mile? Pesto win today. Oh, it's, it's his chance today. Yeah, we thought he, we thought he'd uh, he'd be pretty hard to beat. We thought he could win today. It's. He, he runs well at Caulfield. I don't think he's won at Caulfield, but he has raced well there in the past. He's had, I think, two runs there, and I thought he will run particularly well today. Um, Dino's got a question for you, Wayne. Yes, Dino. Morning, Wayne. I wanted to ask you, uh, Kirk and Blade on the weekend, 1,000 metres, probably one of the, the first two-year-olds you have stepping out, a gender setter. Any uh, insight there into that horse? He's done really well. He's had a couple of trials, and everything's been good with him. He's a fast, speedy two-year-old, and... He's our, obviously it's only early days, but he's our first two-year-old runner for the uh, for the season. And we 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 pre-Christmas we genuinely do one of two things: they're running. We we basically run them mm-hmm. when we think they can win. Pre-Christmas we won't run them if we don't think they can win. So we genuinely think he's got a great chance. What what Barry did he draw? I'm not sh- he's drawn um, Barry six, Tommy Barry obviously booked. So Barry, nice game. Yeah, no, he's drawn. He's drawn well to have a good run Ooh. because most, of the t- especially the early two-year-old races, most of those races are pretty much won and lost out of the barrier. They jump clean. You're halfway home. And what I've learned once again is that you're so privileged and honoured to have a two-year-old racing. It's they're so hard to get to the track because they can be so temperamental with their with their body. Well, they are, and I mean, you know, there's there's a, there's always been a push to erase them too early and things like that. I don't think it's the point of race them too early. Most most don't stand up. So when you generally go and look at the horses in the in the mounting enclosure, the, they're generally big, strong, tough looking athletes because they're just doing it too easy. And <clears throat> excuse me, the pre Christmas ones I've always found they make it they make it look so easy, and they do make you look good because they just do things and they just keep taking big steps every time you ask them to jump. 
So, you know, they're, they're pretty easy to, uh, to not to run them, that's for sure and well, certain. What did you talk to Jared about today? No, I haven't been on yet. Oh, haven't you? No, I'm about oh, to go on at good. five past 11. Cold trip, still no news yet about the Caulfield Cup. I'm surprised. I thought they would have had a decision. I don't know what's taking them so long. Wayne, why would it take them so long? Um, you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, the bottom is that they, they need to make the decision when they need to make the decision. It doesn't really matter, does it? Well, no, it probably doesn't. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking from a media point of view here yeah. now, but I know when I say things on racing.com and stuff like that, I have to be a bit careful, even on this show, I have to be, mm. be careful and reserved because you like to make the right decision at the last minute and don't ever get pressured by media or anyone else. No, I think Karen, um, it's going to be, be tough gut, to do it. A gut feel whether he, and like that's instinct from a horse trainer, isn't it? It's not necessarily like you're having a look at it and you're looking at the races and you're seeing if he can, if he can get through three weeks in a row, basically, but it'd be gut feel whether it's the right thing or not. Well, I mean, I mean, this brings the old adage back, isn't it? Do we run the Cox Plate, then the Caulfield Cup, then the Melbourne Cup to make it a big three to try and get the champions to do it? I mean, you, you talk about a horse like Northerly. Yeah. I mean, if it had been the other way around, would Northerly have run in that race, Melbourne yeah. Cup? Yeah, he would have. No, he got 60 kilos. Greg Carpenter gave him 60. He should never have got 60 because you can't win a Melbourne Cup with 60 on, on their back. Northerly could do anything. Yeah, I think Fred wishes he went that way. I think the best lead up to a Cox Plate is the Caulfield Cup, Wayne. Look well, at the history of the Caulfield mm. Cup and the horses that compete in that race going into a Cox Plate. It's pretty good. Yeah, but but the thing about it is that you're only talking about a very small elite bunch of horses. And but, that's the question. They're elite. But why don't, I don't know why more people don't try it when you've got a formula You don't have a horse works. good enough. Yeah. Well, the hardest thing would probably be to go from the Cox Plate to the Melbourne Cup. I think if you went Cox, Caulfield Cup, and then Melbourne Cup, we'd see a lot of the Caulfield Cup horses probably go through rather than the Cox Plate. It's probably I'm trainers not, talking about. Wayne, be, probably 2,000 up to 3,200 would be, if you be flipped, tricky. If you flip the race around, it would be the Grand Slam and it would – You'd have to be the elite horse. You couldn't be an average horse and get away with it. But mm. it would make it special if you had the octagonals, the northerlies, the great, great horses that actually have that ability to do it, to actually do it. Well, the Cox Plate's been the best lead up to a Melbourne Cup. Very elegant gold trip last year. St. Lee's and that over the Correct. years. It has, it has been, of course. I might do some homework. Yeah, but the difference is, I'll tell you yes. what the difference is. When Bart was around, he said you had to run on the Saturday. 10,000 so, miles, whatever it was. 10,000 10, metres. Yeah. You had to run 10 k before you ran the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. And then I think it was Lee Friedman, <clears throat> excuse me, with Doremus that went Caulfield straight into Melbourne Cup and he won it and he did it and went, wow, how did, how did you do that? So that changed the way that we looked at things, but you didn't run in on Stradbroke Day and then back up on Brisbane Cup Day on the no. Monday, but we had to do it, run on the Saturday and then the Tuesday because Bart said we had to do it. So... Horses are different now. They're not as strong. They're not as tough. No. We have a big influence from Europe, and they certainly don't race anywhere near as much as our tough Aussie hard geldings do. Farlap did it all. Um, and it's like it's, it's sad that you can't have horses that can't back up week in, week out. They're not strong enough. I we, can't, we just don't, yeah, we don't yeah. breed them tough enough and strong enough anymore. Which is like in the harness racing, they have three runs in a week in, into Dominion. Like that, I know, and the standard breeds aren't getting as, they're not as tough as they used to be. But I find it like when Gold Trip did it so well last year and he's in better form this year, why wouldn't you have a crack? He's a gelding. Like you can create history with him. He must be a very, very tough horse to be able to do that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Last week he obviously went under the radar and he wasn't noticed until he won a, uh, until he won a little race on the first Tuesday in November. Whereas this year, He's, uh, he's low flying. you wearing a tie today? I will be wearing a tie today. Okay. What? This is radio. Yep. Seriously. Usually you've you got to be going. What time's your race? What's um, it got to do with you? 
five minutes past two. <laughs> I was going to make sure that you're saddling up for Jenna Sand and Oaks. What are you talking, mate, on the radio? Well, I'm just like Darren Beedman and Wayne Hawks, the two greatest saddler uppers of all time. They tell me. <laughs> I wonder where you were my, going. Lee. My 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 mail is that you're my, like, my, my, what? my mail is that you're um. One of the great. So we we wish you the best of luck today and go I'm on in the, there. I'm the one of the great pre-trainers. That's what I am. No. Um, any other news for us, Wayne? No, everything's pretty good, actually. All right, then. Winner for a Saturday. Good. What have you got in? What have I got in? Altivo, uh, flying crazy. What what did, did Altivo? Did, did he draw Barry a Barry 11? Well, he drew inside first up and he uh, he ran up backsides and never got a crack. And then he drew wide and then that didn't help him either. So he should have won first up and second up. So we were uh, we, we were in all sorts early in the week thinking we weren't going to get a run. So Wild Planet's going well. He's go, he's going well. He's going well. You know, probably a bit outclassed, but he's mm. going well. Flying crazy, named after you. Yep, it is going good. That horse. All right then. Zachy Lloyd takes the ride. James giving you permission to use him a bit these days. James, who? James Cummings. I'm joking. Yeah, I know you are. Hey Wayne, you better get you better get going. I got to go. I got to go into the other station. Great to chat Mark, to you, great man. Marcus says, um, great idea if the Cox Plate was run two weeks before the Caulfield Cup, and then that will never happen. The well, Melbourne Cup is 10 days later. It changes the whole thing around because yep. then you don't have the Friday night at Mooney Valley into the Saturday Mooney Valley. Mm. It just changed the whole demographic. You and Jared, you think you can change the Spring Carnival, don't you? Unbelievable. Time to go the news, isn't it? Yep, it's it's closing on 11 o'clock. Hey, Dean, have a wonderful day. DeanMotley.com. Thank God you didn't abuse Wayne when he walked in like last time. <laughs> Thanks, Dino. You're great, man. He's I was still, listening to that. He still hasn't forgiven Go you, shoe-hi. even though he's being nice to you now. Good on you, Dino. Dino wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Enjoy. Hey, um, good luck today with Fajetto Sam. Thank you. All right, mate. I'll be on, I think, each way. Yeah. Okay. Don't good. stuff it up. Righto. Um, anyway, it's 11 o'clock. I'll be back tomorrow for Stable Mail. Weekend preview ahead of Caulfield Cup Day. It doesn't get any bigger. Have a great day. Time for the news. <laughs>